Here's the question. How can we serve innovative voices, smart ideas, and the latest technology to improve brand identity, product consistency, and profitability in the print and packaging supply chain? Welcome to the ID Alliance Gamut Podcast, and I am your host, Jeff Collins. ID Alliance is a nonprofit association, and we serve the global supply chain for brands, print, and packaging with 12 offices located around the world. If you are interested in becoming a member of ID Alliance, you can join us by visiting our website at idalliance.org. On today's Gamut Podcast, we have a very special guest, Diane Kennedy, and Diane is here today to talk to us about the print quality exchange format. And this is a new ISO standard that was approved in the spring of 2020. And PQX defines a standard XML report, and it's designed to enable the exchange of print quality data reports between printers, brands, and print buyers. And I also want to mention that this is part one of a two-part series with Diane to talk about PQX and PRX. But today we're going to do something a little different. We're going to acknowledge Diane Kennedy's amazing contribution to the print and publishing industry and her contribution to ID Alliance. From the very beginning, Diane's career began on the leading edge of technology and innovation as a writer and editor for the Double Day Educational Publishing Division. And she went on to become a technical writer and trainer with Data Logics in the early 80s, where she participated in the development of ISO standards. And from there, Diane launched a consultancy where she worked with leading corporations and publishers to develop standards based technology solutions. And then in 2003, Diane joined ID Alliance as the VP of Digital and Print Technologies. And there she led efforts to develop numerous technology standards, including PRISM, Mail.xml, and G7. And many of our listeners that are familiar and use G7 in production uh, probably don't know that Diane Kennedy was critical in developing G7 in the very early days, working hand-in-hand with Don Hutchinson and David Steinhardt to launch the specification. And now, years later, G7 is being used worldwide by brands, print buyers, and pre-media companies. And Diane has launched a new consultancy called PQX Consulting. You can check that out at www.pqxconsulting.com. And this is to assist printers and brands to implement what we're going to talk about, which is PQX and PRX or print quality reporting. So without further delay, let's get started and talk to Diane. Diane, it's wonderful to have you on. Thank you for joining us on the ID Alliance Gamut podcast. And we're here to talk about something extremely valuable and innovative for the entire print and packaging supply chain. And that is PQX or print quality exchange format. Well, Jeff, I'm happy to be here and I hope I can answer questions that you have about them. Absolutely. And we're fortunate to have you on to be able to uh, give our listeners an understanding of what the print quality exchange format is and the value that it brings to the entire supply chain for the print packaging industry. So can you take us back to the very beginning and talk to us about how this got started, where the idea started within the print properties and color metric council? 
So we began working on PQX in June 2015, and we worked on it within Idea Alliance for about a little over a year. So about July 2016, um, we... Uh, handed PQX uh, over to the larger international community, mm -hmm. which is our um, ISO uh, TC-130, and it became uh, part of working group two at that time. Once it was in the ISO arena, of course, we had to follow the rules of ISO for how often you can meet and the steps that it went through. So it's been processing in ISO since about July 2016. Understood. Uh, until spring of 2020 for the draft international standard to be approved. And so for some of our listeners who may not know what print quality exchange is or PQX, can you give us an overview of what it is and uh, what, what's the, the value and the scope of this particular exchange format? So PQX stands for print quality exchange. There's a, an E in the, in the title mm -hmm. and it was named that by um, the idea Alliance uh, print properties group. Um, so PQX started, as we said, with Idea Alliance. Now it's also known as ISO 20616 Part 2. Mm -hmm. And um, what it is, is very simply, it's a, a data transfer format only. So PQX as a data format is based on XML, and it has uh, behind it a rule set that um, servers, software can read. And basically, it defines the fields, uh, what data types they are, like, are, am I sending you an integer? Am I sending you a decimal? Am I sending you a string of text? Am I sending you uh, a selection from a numerated list? It tells when, when we're reporting print quality data, the exact data fields that are sent, the order of the data fields, and whether they're optional, required, or can occur one or more times. And so it defines a standard data format for sending raw print quality data. And that data is to be sent from a printer to either a brand or a print buyer that they're printing for. Typically, brands want to track print quality of each printer in each location over time. Mm -hmm. That helps them with their decision about whether to purchase more print from that particular print service provider. And to dive a little deeper, what are some of the attributes or the scope of PQX? And also, this is a two-part question, what is not in the scope? So what's in PQX is are all the fields for reporting print quality uh, for four different areas that are commonly uh, quality is reported for. Uh, the first is color. We all know color is very important. The second is registration. If you're printing something and registration is off, you're not likely to be able to read it or it's going to look kind of goofy. Um, the third thing that we check print quality for are defects. Um, if there are a lot of defects or if the defects happen to be in a critical area, let's say there's a defect in the logo uh, of a particular brand on a 
printed can or a carton mm-hmm. or even an advertisement that could be very, um, you know, that will really reduce the quality and the print buyer won't be happy. So we need to report defects. And if you're working in the arena of packaging, um, the ability to read the barcode on a package is paramount. Uh, the barcode is how people purchase, track, pay for whatever they're buying. And so the barcodes need to be readable. So all PQX is, is a raw data transfer format for information about those key things, uh, those key parameters of print quality that the print buyer uh, wants to track and to use as evaluation for purchasing more print services from that particular vendor. Also very critical, if you look at how print quality is being reported today, um, it turns out that uh, printers have a wide variety of quality assurance tools. Mm-hmm. Some of them use spectrophotometers. Some of the, them still use densitometers. Um, some people report registration based on a visual appearance and the same with defects. Others have on-press systems that track registration to, uh, you know, the, the, the nth degree and that actually take images of defects as they come across the press. Mm-hmm. So we've got a wide variety of ways that printers uh, collect quality data and a wide variety of ways that they're reporting data back to the print buyer. Um, What that's necessitated in this print quality uh, supply chain is that many print buyers, either on their own staff or with third-party QA uh, companies that they're hiring, are taking these print quality reports that are all over the map and keying them into print quality tracking databases. So if you can imagine, it, it, it really uh, gums up the process. It takes time to take all these print quality reports and key them in. So it's time, it's costly, and there's always the chance of errors. Anytime you're keyboarding something from one report format into a, a database that's in another format, you run into the issue of, of errors could be introduced. You can't track and report print quality real time when all the reports coming in are in all these different formats. So it, it, it really is a requirement so that we can have high quality print reported almost in real time. But the other part of it is, is that by having a standardized reporting format, in the end, we can lower the cost of print. And of course, mm-hmm. everyone wants the cost of print lowered. Right. Certainly the print buyer does, but the printer does also because it means that the print buyer has more in their budget to purchase more print. So if we could work more efficiently and have a supply chain where we can automate basically mm-hmm. the reporting of print quality from the side of the printer directly into the print buyer's quality tracking database, uh, it's a big win for both the printers and for the print buyers. And we're talking about why PQX was developed and the problems that it solves. And one of the questions is, where did the pain come from uh, that resulted in us standing up this solution? 
Did it come from the brands? Did it come from the print service providers? Uh, who was really the, the push behind the development of PQX? I, I think the initial push came from the third-party companies that the brands employ to track print quality. Mm-hmm. They're agents of the brand. So I suppose if we think about it in that way, this, this uh, standard is unique in that it's not driven by print manufacturer uh, interests. It's not really driven by the printers, but it is driven by the print buyers. And in the end, the printers see the value in this. Um, it, it won't mean that they have to change their systems or get new reporting tools. I mean, we can talk about that later. Right. But this was developed uh, with the concept in mind that printers can print the way they do today. It accommodates a wide variety of reporting uh, print quality, everything from on-press systems to uh, printer observations. Um, it, it, it can support any any kind of print reporting and tools within that very broad spectrum and pull everything into a, like a standard format or a standard pipeline that the print uh, buyers can um, using uh, data processing techniques can say, here's a standard format. I can what's called transform this data and pump it directly into my print quality tracking databases. Got it. XML has been a data encoding format for some time now. Why XML over other uh, types of encoding formats like JSON? Um, I, as we were developing, first of all, why XML? There was a couple of reasons. Um, XML is an excellent data, standard data encoding format. It is native in most uh, servers, web servers, and um, all kinds of, of application software, whether you're using Microsoft or Oracle or anything in between, Mm -hmm. internally, those systems understand XML, they understand XML schemas, and they can uh, use that to transmit the data. Um, XML is a little more heavyweight than JSON, uh, which doesn't have the tags, but it has the structure behind it. And I think um, a major factor in why this um, standard was developed using XML instead of a lighter weight uh, data encoding standard is because a huge part of reporting print quality data is the reporting of color. And the ISO community and the print community has very much stan- standardized around an XML encoding called CXF. Uh, color format change yeah. and the and the mm-hmm. color uh, CXF is output by your um, on press uh, press control tools by your uh, spectrophotometers by the tools that all printers use to report color they output CXF it's in XML so it made and we employ that. Uh, PQX, when when we're looking to uh, transport color data um, to, from the printer to the print buyer, 
Uh, we're measuring the press run and what the color, you know, what color we got on the press one. We're doing that in CXF. So it made a lot of sense that this standard would also be in XML. And anytime we want to um, send color reports along, we just tuck in the CXF um, that was output by our our. Uh, color measurement devices, we just tuck that right into the PQX report and send it along. It makes it seamless. And that was a huge um, Mm -hmm. deciding factor for us. The other thing is, is that as time passes, I do believe that we're going to see a migration from XML, um, which has tags like defect, registration, uh, those kinds of tags, uh, to kind of a tagless, hierarchical-based uh, data exchange format. I do think we're going to see that change happen. But the reality is, is that it's a very simple transform uh, using scripts and software uh, to actually change our schemas and our data flows from XML into JSON. It's not as if it's a different language. In many ways, it's just a more lightweight transportation model. Diane is a user of these solutions. For instance, CXF, I have an instrument and I have solutions where I can take advantage of CXF and communicate that color data to my print buyers or brands or pre-media companies. And it goes back and forth to uh, really be transparent about our performance and our, our requirements for quality. And so again, we take that sometimes for granted as a user. And I would love to hear the level of effort that went in and really the process, how we uh, come up with an idea and then turn it into something that is uh, ubiquitous across the supply chain. Okay. So, so uh, PQX, as I said, was developed as by a special working group out of the print pop properties and colorimetric council of idea lines. Um, We followed um, a software development model as we worked. So um, PQX, uh, basically the first thing that we did was we developed a, um, first of all, we developed something called the terms of reference. The terms of reference um, basically defied, defined what was in scope for PQX and what was out of scope for PQX. It sounds similar to a software development requirements document. Is that correct? Right. And, and I'll, I'll read it to you because I think it'll make sense. It's okay. one simple paragraph. But let me tell you that weeks of work went into crafting this. Every word mm-hmm. was examined. Is that what we really mean? Is that what we really intend to do? So the first thing we did was we developed this um, paragraph that was called the terms of reference. And here it is. PQX is intended to facilitate the one-way transmission of performance data for one or more printed samples from a single press run, for one or more brands or products between print service providers to relevant stakeholders and brand owners, thus allowing brand owners to assess and track relevant business production color and quality data of printed materials of all forms. Now that's the first sentence. And Mm -hmm. if you unpack that sentence, you can, you can understand how it could 
help prescribe what we were going to do. It's one-way transmission. We have to transmit the data for one or more printed samples, but they have to be from the single press run. So immediately we, we understand that if I'm, if I'm doing two separate press runs uh, for a brand, I've got to have two PQX messages. It's all packed in that sentence. Right. I print for one or more brands or products and report in the same PQX message. I'm sending it from the printer to either the stakeholder, relevant stakeholders, which might be a QA company that's tracking QA uh, that the brand has hired, or we might send it directly to the brand owners. Right. Right. I got it goes on and it talks about other very specific technical things. So if you read the terms of reference, you now have a very clear, concise, technical description of what PQX is. We've talked about, Diane, some of the attributes of the print quality exchange format and what's inside of it. And we'll go into more detail but uh, if I'm a brand and from a brand perspective, where's the value for me? Uh, obviously, there was a lot of input from the brands and from the third parties that brands employ to, ta- to track print quality. So um, everything that's in there are things that brands want to know. So, for example, the brand would want to know who the printer is. And they want to know the location of the printer, because if you think about large printers, they might have locations all over the U.S. or all over the world. Mm -hmm. And so the brand might want to track two or, um, you know, different locations. And because each location is responsible for maintaining their own quality, just because one location of a printer prints well doesn't mean that they all do. So we immediately know that we need to track the name of the printer, we want to track um, their their location, we probably want to track their parent company, um, and we might want to track this down to um, the, the actual press, the actual pressman. We might want to track, you know, at, at a very uh, granular level. So all of that was built into PQX. Um, we had, um, you know, because this went into ISO, then we had input from around the world. And what we track in the U.S. might vary from what um, individuals and brands want tracked um, if they're printed in a different country or if the brand is from a different country. Right. Um, we isolated as a starting point the, the key factors that they're tracking for quality. Color, um, we want to track registration. Defects are critically important. And then, of course, uh, packaging, if you're doing any sort of packaging, is the barcode readable? That's, that's a critical factor. But I, I, I did want to say, you know, going back to how it was developed, we started with that, what, what's called a terms of reference. Then the next thing we did was develop a very detailed uh, document that outlined our design principles. And those design principles said what was in scope and what was out of scope Mm -hmm. and how the schema would be structured 
and all of those things. So as we worked on the, um, we had we had the terms of reference. Then we had our design principles, and then we used a methodology that comes from a software development methodology, and it's called an agile software development methodology. Yes. What that means is that the software is developed at the same time you're developing the model. So we began um, developing models in June of of 2015. And we met, initially, we met twice a week. And at every working session, we would either extend or modify the model that we had for this data transport message for print quality. And the schema would be, then once we had our requirements and what we wanted, I would take the schema and I would develop the schema based on what we said in the meeting and I would generate the schema and documentation. This schema is in itself a piece of software. So that at every session, we adapted our model or extended it. And over the next day, I would generate a new schema with complete documentation, and we would review it at the next session. In the period of 12 months that this was being developed, within Idea Alliance, we had 47 iterations of the schema and documentation. And that, if you think about software development, that's a lot of yep. updates, changes, mm-hmm. extensions, additions, modifications. And we had a schema each time with documentation. After about a year, I think it was in June the following year, which would be 2016, um, the spec was put out for public comment within Idea Alliance, and it was approved within Idea Alliance. And then at that time, we moved it to a global forum, but we followed this idea of using agile software development methodology to develop it. It's- and what it meant was that people could try it out at any point along the way. They could take their color reports that they're used to using and see, can I map this to what's being proposed. If they couldn't do the mapping, then either they were tracking something that the rest of the community didn't want to track, or we'd forgotten something and we could add it back in. So we used this software development methodology to develop PQX. Fantastic, Diane. Thank you so much for talking to us on part one of a two-part series on the print quality exchange format. So listeners, stay tuned for the second part of this series on the next Gamut Podcast. Thank you and take care. Thanks for listening to the Gamut Podcast. If you have ideas, suggestions, or would like to join us or even sponsor future podcasts, simply email me at jcollins at idealliance.org. That's J-C-O-L-L-I-N-S at idealliance.org. Take care and have a productive day.